Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. Hey, a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Gops. And this is stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Tony. Exciting time of year, the baseball playoffs. Mikey A's upset because the Yankees aren't in it this year. I'm upset because the Mets spent the billion dollars. They're not making it to the postseason, but... <laughs> Such is baseball, because the Marlins, they didn't spend that much money, and here they are, uh, just a couple of days away from making it to the postseason as a wild card team. Billy, why are you shaking your head? Why are you not more excited about this? Your team is going to make it to the playoffs, Billy. I know, but these damn Mets and their groundskeepers are doing everything that they can to ruin this week for me for some reason. I don't understand it. And it, like... They've ruined my life, the Mets, Billy. You can take a week of it. I mean, it's the groundskeepers. I, don't get me started on them. I don't know what they're doing. They don't seem to care about their jobs. They're like, oh, the season's over, and they're just playing around. I don't know if you saw what happened last night. Last night, there was a three hour rain delay. At one point, the groundskeepers were taking group photos on the field instead of keeping the ground or whatever it is that they do. Like, I don't know why they were taking group pictures. They were laughing about, they were removing the tarp, making puddles in the outfield, not the puddles that we've wanted in the outfield to make the game more fun. The puddles that cause games to not continue. They've just been an absolute disaster, this grounds keeper team. I, I Don't get me started on them. I'm not going to do it. You're not going to make me do it. You're not going to make me do it. It's not going to happen. The fact that the Marlins have to go back on Monday to play an inning and a half is absurd. Absurd. The Mets should have just been like, you know what, guys, 
we already we already screwed you enough earlier this week. Let's just forfeit this one. You guys can take this one. We're not going to make you come back because if the Marlins make the playoffs, they're going to have to make an extra stop in New York just to have one guy get out for the Marlins and then hopefully have a one, two, three inning, which you know is not going to happen. You know they're not going to have a one, two, three inning. You know that Buck is going to go out there. He's going to put some all-star team out there. They're going to acquire players. God knows what's going on. This is why they should have had Madison Bumgarner start one of those games like I said they should have. This would have been done by now. It should have been done. And at some point in that review yesterday, someone should have come up and said like, you know what? Doesn't matter. Take the run away from the Marlins. Let's just keep this game moving. Rain is coming. Inclement weather. We know what's going to happen here. Let's just keep the train on the tracks and keep things moving. Because if this game gets delayed, then we're going to have complications. But no, there was no foresight. They decided to have this replay review go on for like 15 minutes when it couldn't have been clearer that the umpires made the wrong call. And that, Do you even know the play I'm talking about? I'll tell you the play that I'm talking about. Here's what happened. They need an out. Right, bases are loaded for the Marlins. What ends up happening is that they go and they throw the ball to second base. They ruled that the runner was safe at second base, so the inning didn't end. But the runner overslid second base and took out the second baseman. The second baseman fell on top of the runner, so then ended up tagging the runner. Now, the Marlins had a runner coming home from third. So the ruling initially was the play was safe at second, the run scored, and then the tag happened. So the run would have counted because it was no longer a force out because of the fact that the player was safe at second and overslid the base. Now, upon further review, it was very obvious that the runner was tagged out immediately and the runner coming home was lollygagging and did not score before that third out was made. So it should have been a very easy situation. Now, both teams somehow challenged the same play. Both managers ran out on the field and both of them challenged the same play. They were challenging different things. It was a whole disaster where the umpire's like, oh, the Marlins are challenging this, the Mets are challenging this. And it's like, Guys, you don't both need to challenge. Just have one of you challenge it because they're going to look at the thing anyways. Like, you don't need this, right? So then it goes to New York. And New York never knows what the hell is going on. That's been very apparent by the grounds crew. But they go to the replay booth in New York, and then it's this weird dark room. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, where it's like this dark room with a thousand TVs under there. You don't know who's looking at what. You wonder why it is they can't have lights on in the room. It's very weird. It's like the banker in Deal or No Deal. You know that room? The banker room? Banker that goes and he sends you the deal or the no deal. That he's sitting in a dark room, you can't see what's going on, you just see the screen. That's the that's the replay situation in MLB. So they had that going on. Had that not taken 15 minutes, they could have ended that game without a rain delay. If Also, by the way, we don't need to go any further. It's fine. What are we doing today? What are we doing here? What is this? I'm glad we didn't get you started. <laughs> what is this? What show is this? What are we doing? <laughs> it's stupidity. <laughs> and I'm going to put a smile on your face right now because you are I clearly doubt that very you can. frustrated. I doubt that you can. I dare oh, you. I, I dare you to put a smile person, on my face because I'm not going to smile this weekend. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to smile this weekend. And that is my vow to you. Even if the Marlins make the playoffs, I refuse to smile because of the way that this end of the season has been going. I will not do it. There is one person, there is one person, I believe, that even while in this frustrated state, even is Billy <laughs> frustrated? angry and upset. Yeah, he seems a bit. Yeah, I'm happy. My uh, team's about to make the playoffs potentially, uh, but this shenanigans must stop. But they you're not going to smile. You're telling me I can't make you smile because I feel like I can because I think that person, it's not me. It's not Mikey A. It's, it's not Golik as much as you love him. It's certainly not fucking Chris Sims. Okay, Whoa, but I have a guy. Word. I have a guy. Sorry about that. I have a guy. I have one guy. It's the only person. It's not your wife. It's not your parents. It's not anyone in your family. Not even your kids. Santa Tim Kirchin. Oh. Yeah, Tim Kirchin's good. <laughs> yeah, there it is. I like Tim the smile. <laughs> He's smiling. Wait, I vowed not to. Damn it. <laughs> 
Stugatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot has changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. It was the original light beer, and to this day, it's still the best one. Miller Lite has more of the taste you want and less of the stuff you don't. What I love to do, what me and my friends do, when we're sitting around, we like to enjoy it with ice-cold Miller Lights. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. The original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is so hard being me sometimes. I just, <laughs> just is never easy, and I'm sorry every day. Okay, you can see me and you can hear me. Uh, I, yeah. We can see you and we can hear you, Tim, uh, and we love you, and it's great to see you, and it's great to hear your voice, but it's it's not... Tim, it's just getting old. Like, I could say this as a person who is now considered to be old. Getting old right. sucks, Timmy. I, I know. I'm 66. I know all about that. <laughs> Okay. All right. I'm ready to go whenever you are. I just started by asking you about getting old. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you so exasperated right now? What's the matter with you? Because I tried to get on a Zoom chat and it didn't work because my camera doesn't work on my computer and I can't figure out. And the camera is like as small as a pinhole and I can't figure it out. So now... Now we're straight. Now I'm on a phone and I'm speaking to you guys. All right, we're good. All right. Uh, Tim, I will have you know that this is uh, this is a very excited Billy Gill because his Florida Marlins, as it stands right now, they are in a wild card spot, uh, spot in the National League. Uh, and, Bill, well, I'll allow Billy to speak for himself. Billy, this is this is as excited as you've been being a Marlin fan, correct? Because... I don't think anyone really. Well, you won a World Series. No, we've no. The Marlins have won two World Series. I know, but ninety-seven. How old were you in ninety-seven? I was ten. I was at the games. It was a fun time. Yeah. Okay. So this is the third, the third greatest time in Billy's life in terms. Did you say you were going to allow me to speak for myself? Speak for yourself, Billy. Go ahead. Yeah, it's an exciting time to be a Marlins fan. It's an exciting time to be a baseball fan. But Tim, it's also been a very frustrating frustrating week to be a Marlins fan because. 
There's been shenanigans at play, it would appear, with the New York Mets and their grounds crew. They somehow oh, managed Jesus. to botch the first game of the series where there was a hurricane and they had a tarp situation and then they deemed the field to be unplayable. And then last night they had a rain delay, which they probably could have avoided because they had a strange play, which I've never seen before, where both teams challenged the same play at the same time, which seems like one team challenging would have kind of resolved that issue. Um, and that delay went on much longer than it should have. It seemed very apparent that the umpires got that wrong and it should have been ruled in favor of the Mets and they could have probably ended the game. And then they went on a long delay three hours before they ultimately canceled the game or not canceled the game, postponed the game. And now they may have to come back on Monday to finish up the ninth inning, depending on how this weekend plays out. So have you ever seen anything like this with a team that is this close to playoff to being a playoff team at the end of the season? Well, if they have to go back and play an inning on Monday, then yes, I will have never seen anything like that. Um, as far as shenanigans go, when it comes to the tarp on the field, I've seen that many times. I've seen games that were – when I covered the Rangers in, I think, 83 it was, they, they didn't put the tarp on the field – in Cleveland and they took all the players off the field and it, it didn't rain for an hour and the game was it, so I've seen all sorts of things with tarps and home teams and visiting teams being frustrated the difference Billy is this is a pennant race this is the final week of the season and there is no team wants to play a double header in the middle of the biggest week of the season. And that's what has happened to the Marlins. So if they end up having to play on Monday when everyone else is getting ready to play on Tuesday, that would be very, very difficult to do because players are ultimate creatures of habit. You got to get to your site and be ready to play on Tuesday. And if you're playing an inning somewhere else, that's a mess. Well, the interesting thing about that game too is like, let's say the Marlins for they, they end up clinching the spot earlier in the week, right? And then they don't have to go there on Monday, which they may have to because they're close enough that they could get that second wild card spot, which Correct. would implicate where it is that they have to go. So There's they may a good have chance, to do, Billy, they'll have to play that inning. I mean, it's crazy. Well, but here's the thing. If for whatever reason they don't, then what do you do? Do you revert back to the stats that were in the bot? Do you end it in the eighth inning? So then the Marlins end up losing that game and the Mets get the win? Or do you just not play the game and then Jesus Lusardo loses all the stats that he accumulated because he surpassed 200 strikeouts for the season? But if for whatever reason they end up saying, you know what, forget that game, we're not going to count it, they didn't need it, then he goes under 200. I don't, I don't think that in his contract that he has any incentives. But you lose all those stats if they don't end up finishing out that game. Right. But even in a suspended game like that, the stats are going to count whether the game is finished or not. And it's it's just the strangest rule in the world. It's a complete mess. So let's just hope it doesn't happen. But yes, once you get over 200 strikeouts in that spot, you're okay. Timmy, have the Marlins been the biggest surprise to you this year in baseball? Either way, meaning it could be the Mets being this bad, the Yankees being this bad, or the Marlins being this good. What's been the biggest surprise for you this season? You know, I've got the Marlins about fifth or sixth on that list, wow. which just shows you how bizarre this season has been. I thought the Cardinals would win the division. They were terrible. I thought the Mets would challenge the Braves this year. They weren't even close. I thought the Yankees might win the division. They weren't even close. I had the Padres winning or going to the World Series. They're not even going to make the playoffs. I had the Diamondbacks as a fourth-place team. 
they're going to the playoffs. I had the Reds potentially losing 100 games. They almost are going to the playoffs. I didn't see the Cubs as contenders, and instead they're probably going to the playoffs. I saw the Orioles winning 83 games. They won their 100th game last night, and so the Marlins fall somewhere at the back end of all of those surprises because we knew the Marlins had really good pitching. That always gave them a chance. Did I have them as a playoff team going in? Absolutely not, but I had six or seven other teams Win or lose, I mean, bad or good, that were a bigger surprise than the Marlins, which speaks again to this is one of the, if not the strangest baseball seasons I've ever seen. Just when you think you understand the game, you realize you don't. Good teams are bad, bad teams are good, and they eight of them happen at the same season. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about the Orioles because you, you spent a lot of time covering them. I think people thought they were going to eventually be good, but there's no way anyone thought that they were going to have the best record in the American League this season. Billy, they finished 39 games out of fourth place two years ago. (laughs) Only one other team, the Philadelphia A's, have ever finished that many games behind the next worst team in the league or the division. That's how bad the Orioles were two years ago. So now they've joined the 69 Mets as the only teams in history to win a hundred games in a three year span in which they lost a hundred games. That's the list. That's what the Orioles have done. It has been remarkable to watch the big jump they made last year. And I've done all the research on this, making that big of a jump like they made last year is hard to do. The even harder thing to do is to make that big jump and then make another big jump the next year. That's what they've done. And fellas, the lesson here is this is a young man's game and they are young, wildly aggressive, absolutely hungry and so athletic. That's how you win today. That's who the Reds are. That's who the Diamondbacks are. That's who the Orioles are. That's how you win today. You take a chance on your young guys, come up and say, all right, let's go out. Let's go out, run everyone. Let's go be more athletic than anyone. That's how the Orioles have won among many other reasons. So, Tim, headed into the season, there were a lot of question marks with the different rule changes with the extra wildcard team. We now have a full season of it. It seems like it's all worked. It seems like the excitement in baseball has gone up. It seems like more teams are still in it at the end. It's the last week of the season, and you still have teams that would have been eliminated years ago, you know, a week, a week and a half ago, still competing for a playoff spot. So it seems like the rule changes have worked. I'm curious if you think that there's anything you would have done differently with any of them. Um, Well, look, I'm always going to hate the runner on second base to start the 10th inning. I'm always going to hate that because we've cut down the time of games so dramatically with the pitch clock that I think it's okay to say we're going to play until someone actually wins this game. And if we have to play 16 innings, then so be it. These are big leaguers. They're the best players in the world. We're allowed to ask a little bit more of them. As for all the other rule changes, look, I'm not a big fan of the bigger bases. I think the disengagement rule has made it too easy to steal a base. But I'm I'm not going to get all upset about bigger bases and disengagement rule because you're right. The game is better this year. There is more action. People enjoy it more. The ball is in play more. So I'm all in favor of that. I was first to tell you I don't like the extra wild card team. 
think it waters down who makes it. We got teams just over 500 battling for a playoff spot. But I'm going to I'm going to take the high road as always and say, count me in because people really are interested this time of year. And now way more teams are interested than normal. So because uh, in part, because of the bigger bases, because of the disengagement rule, you have Ronald Acuna Jr. becoming a 4070 guy. Uh, so that's good. But I wonder how that impacts the way you look at like 4040 seasons in the past. Yeah, it's uh, there's no question there has to be a mini asterisk next to this season when we recognize we change the rules. Every time we change the rules, whether we lower the mound or go to 162 games, you have to you have to acknowledge the game is different. It's way easier to steal a base today. Ricky Henderson would have stolen 175 bases, not 130 bases one year with all the advantages of today. But am I going to hold that against Ronald Acuna Jr.? He's not the only one who's played with bigger bases. Oh, no. He's lashing out, Billy. No, and, and it's not a criticism <laughs> at all. Like It has right. been an incredible – MVP season for him. It's just, you know, you look back and you wonder if these old players are a little bit bitter, Tim. You know what I mean? They look for any reason to talk about how their era was better than anyone else's. Now, Tim, you went out on a limb there and you put a mini asterisk next to it. I love that. So where does that mini asterisk rank against the other asterisks that we have in baseball? Right. All right. Well, look, when you uh, when you're playing a 10th inning ghost runner, that changes things. When you lower the mound, that really changes things. When you go from 154 to 162 games, that really changes things. So I'm going to say this is just a small change and I'm not holding it against Ronald Cunha Jr. No one had ever had a 30 60 season he's had a 40 70 season and he's not done yet so yes we all have to keep in mind there was a rule change this is what happened i just looked up the i saw something the other day that andy dalton mm. is on the the all-time yardage list and the next guy right pass is johnny unitas are Thank you, you kidding me yeah. andy dalton is right behind well, johnny unitas so please let's make sure we understand the rule changes in football the three-point shot in basketball that's changed everything also joe damith the guy who's been blasting zach wilson zach wilson has a career first career timmy has a higher passer rating than joe damith yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why we have to be careful that we didn't even count block shots until 1971 right. when chamberlain bill russell blocked 10 million shots before we started to count them so don't tell me that elmore smith is the all-time block shot leader for one game at 17 or so-and-so is the all-time block shot leader for a career when we're not counting all of Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain's block shots. Uh, Timmy, headed into the postseason here. Billy, did you have something there? I'm sorry. It seems no, like you no. had something. Okay, because <laughs> okay, Timmy is rolling right now. I want to ask he, about the AL West, but we can get to that. Uh, I was going to ask about Damian Lillard. I mean, oh, but I'm not. Ooh. Uh, well, I will. Go ahead, Timmy. Damian Lillard now playing with the Greek freak, uh, Greek freak Giannis in Milwaukee. You're a big basketball fan. You're ESPN's best basketball player. Player. I'm including Tim Legler in that equation, okay? Oh. You're better than him. Uh, Timmy, your thoughts on Lillard going to Milwaukee instead of the Heat? 
Well, he, he's a great player. I don't pretend to know him other than after Steph Curry, I've never, ever seen anyone shoot from that distance as well as he does. It's one thing to be a great three-point shooter. I have never seen anyone other than Steph Curry shoot it from as deep as Damian Lillard does and make shots consistently. He's incredible. And yes, he will be great with Giannis as long as he gets his feet squared and gets ready. He's one of the great three-point shooters of all time. Can't wait to watch that team play. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, Tim, headed into the postseason here, the the team whose pitching staff you have the most confidence in is blank. Uh, well, that's difficult because the Brewers' front three with Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta, that is a devastating threesome when all three of those guys are right. And they have... They have the big closer at the end of the game. That that team is really good. The Braves have a have a really good rotation, but Max Fried has to be blister free, and Charlie Morton has to be healthy, and neither one of them is healthy at this point. I just saw I just did a Mariners game the other night. The Mariners lead are second in the American League in ERA, um, and they've got three starting pitchers who never walk anybody and throw a million strikes. So they're really good, too. I just don't think there is that one team out there that you look at, like the Dodgers of recent years, where you say, oh, my gosh, they can throw four guys out there who might throw a shutout tonight. I'm not sure that exists, which is why it's so interesting that this entire playoff situation is way up in the air because I don't see that dominant starting pitching for any team. Right now, the AL West seems to be the tightest division where the Rangers have a two-game lead, but they still haven't clinched it. The Astros are back, and then the Mariners are one game behind them. So two out of those three teams are going to make the playoffs. Which one do you think kind of doesn't make it? All right. Well, I just did the Mariners-Astros game on the radio Wednesday night. Uh, By the way, I flew there on Wednesday morning. Long story, I had no choice. I had to fly to Seattle on Wednesday morning. I always get in a day in advance to do a game, but I had no choice. And then I took the red eye home Wednesday night from Seattle. Back to Washington, D.C. What a trip that was. Um, The Mariners, I think, are going to be the odd team out because they are you know 10 and 16 in the month of september they're not a particularly good offensive team they left 13 runners on base the other night in the game that i did and texas is just a dominant offensive team right now and the the astros you know they just find ways to win because they've been there so many times none of those guys is intimidated by playing the biggest games of the season. So if I have to pick one, it's the Mariners because they just haven't played particularly well for the last month. Well, the disadvantage for them, too, is that they're playing the Rangers who are trying to lock up the division. So you could have a scenario where the Rangers win the first game, they clinch the West, and then maybe take the two games off, which could benefit them if the Diamondbacks are still playing for something against the Astros or no? Uh, no, I don't think they're going to take any days off if they clinch because they Bruce Bochy doesn't work that way. But you're right. And I just don't think mentally they say, all right, we're the division champs. But they can if they if they close them out early, they can start to look at um, what are we going to do with our pitching? But I refuse to believe even after, you know, a champagne celebration, you're not going to show up the next day ready to win. But you're right. It's going to put. It's going to be different if they clinch, say, earlier rather than later.
Timmy, how many days does it take your body to recover from a red-eye flight? Mm. Uh, well, I had to take a nap yesterday. I haven't taken a nap since 1979. And oh, was I, it? What? But I, well, I'm exaggerating. But I had to so I could get up and watch the games last night. The games are so, so important. So my body hasn't really recovered, um, but I'll get through it today. Once I, and I'm going to Toronto tomorrow to see the uh, Rays and the Blue Jays because there it looks like I'm going to cover that series for us on TV uh, on Tuesday. So I got to go up and do some reconnaissance a couple mm. days early. Hmm. You take binoculars. What is, what is, I, 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 what I is actually it? believed him with his nap. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Um, Timmy, will, uh, will Aaron Boone be back next year as the Yankees manager? Um, yes, I note my hesitation. Really? We're never, we're never sure about New York. Um, looks like they're going to finish over 500. And as of the other day, they had the best record in baseball from August 28th on. And I mm. think they're going to look at this and say, terrible season, almost finished under 500, finished in fourth place. Very disappointing. But there were some signs that the young guys who have just come up have really started to make a difference. As I told you guys, this is a young man's game, and it's the kids that are carrying, and this is what the Yankees have figured out. I am not going to blame Aaron Boone for the fact that a bunch of older guys on that team just didn't hit. They just didn't produce. So I think he'll be back, and I think he should be back. How, how about much, Cashman? Yeah, how much longer does Cashman have? I think Brian Cashman is going to be back and should be back. Again, he just signed a four-year contract. This is the first of a four-year deal. I just don't see the Yankees, who actually care about saving money here and there, getting rid of a general manager with three years left on his deal. He would get a job in 10 minutes. If they were to fire him, I don't think he's going to. I don't think he should be because I think they have now recognized, all right, we have some kids in the system who can help us. We just got to put them out there and take a chance because it's better to take a chance on a young guy than put it in the hands of an aging veteran who's way past his prime. How about Buck to the Mets? Again, note my hesitation. I think Buck is going to be back also. I'm not going to blame him for the injuries, the first one to Edwin Diaz and then to all sorts of other guys on that team. The way that team failed to produce, mostly offensively, I'm not going to blame him for that. I think he's going to be back. I think he should be back, and I think he works a lot better when the expectations aren't enormously high and with the young guys they're starting to bring in, he's really good with young guys, getting them better, developing them. I think he'll be back. I think he should be back. All right, two more, Timmy. We get you out of here. Quick ones for me. Otani, where is he playing next year? Oh, impossible question. Total guess. I'm yeah. going to say he goes to the Dodgers. The okay. Dodgers have everything that he wants there because they're going to obviously have to give him a chance to hit and pitch in 2025, which I think they will be willing to do. But he he has his entire career mapped out when he was 15 years old. And the one thing he doesn't have is playing for a championship. And I think he's going to look at the Dodgers and say, they are going to give me the best chance to win long term. It's not far from 
Anaheim. I'm going to say he plays for the Dodgers next year. But again, Stugatz, this story is going to change a hundred times before he signs this offseason. All right, and last one for me, uh, Timmy. I think the Braves are the best team in baseball. That doesn't mean they're going to win the World Series, but I happen to think they will win it again. Uh, the Atlanta Braves win the World Series. Do you agree? Uh, again, impossible question because any team against the field, I'm usually taking the field. But the team that I plan on picking, not like that matters to win the World Series, are the Braves because they are a devastating offensive team. They are going to break the record this year for most home runs in a season. And you win in today's game by hitting the ball out of the ballpark. And go look at the numbers about teams that out-homer others in the postseason. They win 75% of the time. They're one through nine. There is thunder in that order. Again, the, the, the danger is if Max Fried's blister doesn't heal and he's not really good, Charlie Morton's finger doesn't heal and he's not really good. Uh, they're going to have a hard time with Spencer Strider and others winning the World Series, but I still think they'll be the team to beat when October starts. All right, Timmy, we love you. We miss you. Get some rest. You seem tired. You seem cranky. I think ESPN is working <laughs> you too rude. hard, Timmy. I mean, I'm not tired. I'm not cranky. I am happy because the the greatest baseball games happen every night now, and that's really cool. <laughs> we know. Hopefully, the Marlins will make a deep run for Billy. We'll uh, we'll check in with you during throughout the playoffs, Timmy. Thank you very much. All right, guys. See you. Stugatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot has changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. It was the original light beer, and to this day, it's still the best one. Miller Lite has more of the taste you want and less of the stuff you don't. What I love to do, what me and my friends do, when we're sitting around, we like to enjoy it with ice-cold Miller Lights. Miller Lite keeps it simple undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. The original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.